0: We will take to task the recovery society's lies and misinformation and replace them with facts, research, and the methods to move on from addiction struggles without 12-step meetings, rehabs, and the shackles of endless recovery. Let's escape the treatment and recovery trap together and learn to be free. Welcome to the truth. It's time for you and those you love to step off the addiction roller coaster for good and learn a solution that works. It's called Move Past Addiction Masterclass, and it's a free one hour live online class where you'll hear new and empowering information about how to solve addiction for good without steps, meetings, rehabs, or being labeled for life. If you're struggling or you love someone who is, then this masterclass is for you. To enroll in this free one-hour class, click the link provided, or go to thefreedommodel.org and choose the date and time that works for you. See you at the masterclass.
1: Hey, everybody.
0: Hey, welcome to The Addiction Solution. I'm Michelle Dunbar. And I'm Mark Sheeran.
1: And we wrote... The Freedom Model for Addictions, Escape the Treatment and Recovery Trap with
0: our colleague, Steven Slate, who is right now working on the uh, second edition, which he's now has a good portion of it um, that he is editing and adding his portion to.
1: Yeah, which uh, that'll take a long time because a lot of what we discussed is uh, not a rewrite, but a huge uh, amount of additions that we're gonna put in, things we've learned in the last five to six years. And, uh, also some of the chapters will be, um, renewed and changed new updated
0: research and things like that.
1: So it's like writing another book, actually. Um, a lot of people when they do a second edition, it's, it's not, they don't learn as much as we do. I guess, I guess our our industry is a constantly moving target. It's not a static thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so I want to talk about. I want to do a little housekeeping. I want to talk about. Boy, we have a lot of stuff going on. So first of all, we have the new Freedom Model app, Freedom Model online program mobile app. Uh, you can go to the Freedom Model uh, slash something. The
0: FreedomModel right? dot org. If you go right to our website and you look at the menu bar, it's toward to the right hand side of the menu bar.
1: Yeah, and I think it's like slash mobile dash app or something. I, it's, I don't. Know. It's
0: forward slash. It's the FreedomModel dot org forward slash mobile app. Okay. Yeah.
1: um yeah and so the, the link is right in the website and uh that that's pretty awesome now for people who don't know us that well or or don't have the online program or don't have never been you, to a master class yeah yeah so so the the app has a whole bunch of samples of everything that we do and um it's uh it'll introduce you to actual components and modules of all the various different options uh, yeah the online services. program
0: modules the 12-step programming. um and i really the it'll give you quick access to the master class as well um so you can enroll i think you can enroll right from the app like it's still kind of in development. So, uh, we're still working on some things right now. You can't, you can't make in app purchases. You have to go to the website to do it, but it, it carries you there. It does, mm-hmm. it, but the links yep. will bring you there. Um, so, but we're working, we're working with the platform that our online program is on and with Google and Apple stores to try and make all this work so so bear with us but it's still the app is still really great and there's a lot of and you can get access to the books there um like all the digital copies of the books Mm -hmm. um are there so you don't even have to go to our website and do coupon codes and downloads and anything like that you can literally get the digital copies right through the app
1: yeah which is really cool and if you are a member of the online program it makes navigating much easier on mobile um, and more efficient. So yeah, we're we're improving that. Um, we also launched a couple of weeks ago the deprogramming from the 12 steps course. Made it a standalone course you can get now um, for those people that are in what I call recovery purgatory. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're in AA or NA, or in uh, you know 12 step based treatment of some kind, and you can't seem to muster up the courage to leave because you're frightened. They've they've scared you into believing that it's jails, institutions or death if you leave Um, that. Then if that's the case, if you're there, if you're in that place or if you're somebody who uh, uh, has a family, maybe you've left AA already. Uh, an NA or treatment, and you're doing the freedom model and you're moving on with your life, but your family is giving you a hassle uh, and trying to coerce you back into treatment or some other modality, 12 step modality, then they should watch it
0: for sure. Um,
1: and so, and we also have the family program and the online program for families that are in that boat as well. Um, so, I guess my point is we literally, I think, have everything covered. We also now have master classes for employers and employees and companies, uh, we'll do virtual workshops with them. We do fir- uh, virtual workshops with families. We do our complete addiction solution program where people fly in. There's just, we have a system for everybody now, That's right. uh, worldwide. And that was a dream of mine with all these free options that people have. And then if you need some real high level deprogramming or high level work, we have the coaching and, uh, and our workshops, whew.
0: Yes, so today We want to talk about I, This was a request that's been made by a couple different people late last year um, we want to talk about the How difficult it can be to leave the cult of 12 steps Right yeah. the, the the AA cult the na cult whatever 12-step cult you've been in um, and You know, I know I'm desensitized to the cult terminology now because I I just use it all the time. But I know sometimes that hits people a little hard. That's not my intention. Um, But if you're involved in a group and you find it difficult to leave that group because of fear, because you think something terrible is gonna happen to you because of guilt, um, well, then you're probably in a cult.
1: Yeah. And and cults can mean a lot of different things. And if you want to know more about cults themselves, uh, watch episodes or listen to episodes 147 and 148 of our podcast, because uh, we go through a lot of that material. I also want to include in the deprogramming of what we're talking about leaving. I also want to include the Recovery Society as a whole. Yeah. So So I want you to think about this. So you may not be a member of ai you may not be a member of narcotics anonymous you may not be in, a, in an active 12-step group but the 12 steps have permeated our society to such a degree you may be in a rehab now let, let me give you an example so i get a dui at 18 years old and now i'm stuffed in mandated treatment right i would consider that a cult-like experience maybe even the cult because our society has adopted a religion and the religion is the 12 steps it is a religion it is it is its own religion and the term addiction is a religion people aren't going to understand initially what i'm talking about here but i'll get into it um this is all a belief uh, centered on controlling you it's not centered on helping you now i think there are a lot of people involved in that industry in that society what we call the recovery society which includes treatment, AA, NA, 12 step groups, therapies, all the the addiction stuff. I think there are a lot of people who are involved in that who um, mean well, but they're trained. We're generations deep and they're trained in this model and it's become a complete and and total uh, construct of a religion on beliefs. It's not based in fact. That's exactly right. What I
0: was thinking when you were talking was even if you aren't involved in any kind of support group, if you believe that you're in recovery, if you have that identity of an addict, of somebody a person
1: that's, in recovery, a person
0: in recovery, somebody that's broken, that is not like other people. Yeah. And it, even that in and of itself, What we're talking about is moving beyond that, really getting to the point where you understand unequivocally there's nothing wrong with me.
1: Yeah, this all centers around Bill Wilson's idea in the big book where he said, self-knowledge is not the answer. And it is, it is. If we took that one statement, Self-knowledge is not the answer. Self-knowledge availed us nothing. These are quotes from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. What he did was he convinced people that they can't think for themselves. Mm -hmm. Once you do that and people believe it, that they can't trust themselves, well, then they become easy targets for being led and controlled. So when you're at your vulnerable point, like I was, like Michelle was, where you're beaten down, you're drinking yourself to death, drugging yourself to death, and and things are just not going well in your life. It's very easy to give up your rights as an individual, sort of volunteer your mind away. And that's a tough spot because then you start to believe the people around you. And if the people around you have a vested interest in controlling you, whether they're just narcissists like in 12 Steps, or they're actively making a living off of your vulnerabilities like the treatment industry does, shit, they got a hell of a motive to keep you thinking that your self knowledge can't save you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, to me, there's not a whole lot that's more tragic than not being able to believing that you can't trust your own mind, that you can't trust your own thinking. I, that is a recipe um, for being controlled, but it's also a recipe a recipe for struggling in life overall, not just with substance use, but uh, the idea of powerlessness. And, and, and when we say this, the powerlessness thing, we you know, on, online and stuff, people go. Hey, it's just powerless over alcohol. I'm like, you mean the inert substance alcohol that just sits there and does nothing? Um, No, what you're saying when you say someone is powerless is you're saying they're powerless over their actions right? They're powerless over their desires, their actions, the choices
1: that they're making. Right. The the, the subject of powerlessness is the person, right? It is the person. Right.
0: And we know that AA believes that because the entire first step is about being insane. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Your life is the first and second step. Your life is unmanageable and you're insane and only God can save you, right? So that's the first three steps right there.
1: Yeah. And then the rest of it is about recruitment. Yeah, I mean, that's what it comes down to. It is a full-blown, well-constructed, very well-marketed, mainstreamed cult. And, and I would say that the recovery community outside of AA is as well, meaning treatment providers who yeah. have bought in. Um, you know, it's a bizarre thing. When you, when you get into a, a DUI or, or some sort of um, problem from your drinking or drugging, You will realize that you don't live in a free country anymore. We, uh, the, the United States is not what it once was. You are now at the mercy of the recovery society.
0: Well, you don't even have to get a DUI. I mean, all that it takes is for you to go to someone else and say, I think I'm drinking a little too much. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you, even if you're somebody that has two glasses of wine a night, if you tell your doctor. I have two glasses of wine a night and you know i feel like that's a little too much depending on who your doctor is all bets are off i mean you can if you have a professional license forget about it because then you're going down this road of you can easily be stuffed into a treatment program told to go to AA, and then your life is not your own anymore
1: that's exactly right that's exactly right so so unless you've experienced that it's hard to it's hard for people to understand how crushing it is to have other people leading your life for sometimes years at a time Uh, i mean it it almost killed me it it got to a point where i was so frustrated with my lack of forward evolution because i was stuffed in this this intensive outpatient therapy thing at a mental hospital and i would go every day and relive this horrible past that i had and and i was never allowed to just grow and and boy did they fill me with self-doubt so i guarantee you there are a whole bunch of people that are listening to this right now thinking yeah that's me i do have self-doubt i i'm not sure i'm capable of moving past my addictions right And addiction has a terrible a bunch of, um, mythology wow. wrapped into it. That term is, is a bad term. That's why we use substance use. And when we talk about addiction, sometimes we have to use that term because it's the, the sort of the word that's used, but, but I'd rather you used substance use because that says I have, uh, I have a dog in that fight. I'm thinking about using, and I have control over that. Yeah. And so, so there's all kinds of ways that we get trapped in this whole paradigm um, by using the word addiction by saying recovery as if there's something to recover from some condition to recover from right recovery was something that is all throughout the big book of alcoholics anonymous because he bill wilson and dr silkworth were the architects of the disease concept and and it's just a concept it's just a made-up idea it's so crazy what we're doing with people We're destroying lives. We're keeping the tenure of the drug longer in their lives. We're increasing binge rates. We're increasing overdose rates because people give up. If you don't feel like you have control over yourself and then you're taught you actually don't, you don't have a mind anymore. You have no capability to make decisions for yourself. And where does self confidence go out the window? That's right. And uh,
0: and, and that is the re- great juxtaposition into what we wanted to talk about today, which is how difficult it is to get on with your life, to pull extricate yourself out of the cult of recovery, and and actually and and specifically AA. Um, I mean, leaving AA. Just I, I mean, I can remember about five years in, I had my son just, just not wanting to go to meetings every single night. And how difficult that was for me on many levels. Um, you know, because I was a integral part of AA, I I was, you know, the treasurer of a meeting of a group, and I, I think I had left the secretary position of the area and stuff by then, but, but I was sponsoring a bunch of women. And so, I mean, the guilt that I felt, the ostracizing that I got from different people yeah, the, the judgment
1: ga- yeah the gaslighting yeah it was it, it was rough um i uh, mean just
0: just because i i was like i didn't my goal when i went to aa was not to trade my daily drunkenness for being a slave to to pe- other people for being a slave to meetings a slave to a to a group, a slave to recovery, whatever you want to call it, um, and that's when it when I started when I was trying to get on with my life, I was building a career, I was building a family. Um, the idea of being at meetings every night instead of being home and mothering my child, I, I didn't want I didn't want to be at meetings every night anymore. I wanted to get on with my life.
1: So, so Michelle's bringing up something that I think is important, and that is that it can be you can be there's a tremendous pressure that people feel and a tremendous fear that people feel when they're, when they're thinking about leaving and getting on with their lives or they just maybe the groups don't resonate anymore. Maybe they're being abused in the groups. That's very common and all of these things. So it can be really hard to leave, but I want to make a point. It was very difficult for us because we didn't have the freedom model.
0: Exactly.
1: So we've spent this 34 years, the first 10 of which was us extricating ourselves out of the cult. And that's the whole recovery model, the whole thing, the whole, you know, every, every piece of it, the treatment game, the, the, all the 12 step therapies, all of it, the replacement drugs, all of it. And so it took us 10 years to sort through all of those intricacies and helping people then leave right then we spent 20 years more writing down and codifying a much more efficient painless way to do it and i want to i want to make this very clear when when i just did the revamp of the deprogramming from the 12 steps uh course it was a seminar series within the online program and now it's a standalone course and you get it in the online program because i feel like it should be everywhere everybody is, is, um, influenced by this recovery society in one way or another That's for sure. But here's the good news. Once you see it for what it is, once you see the matrix, you can't unsee it. That's right. It's, you realize it's everywhere. You're being played all over the place, by the way. Um, and w- but once you see it, Hey, <laughs> you're, you're free, <laughs> you know, you can be like, wait a minute that shit's stupid uh, there's a beauty to it once the fear is gone and you eliminate it with facts then you're like i can't i can't fucking believe i believe that
0: well you know it's funny Is it's wild Is you know i, I we had done the seminar series uh, gosh two almost two years ago or was it? it was about two years ago i think we did the first one mm-hmm. and then so we redid it and it had been a while since i you know seen this stuff and when you if you go through that 12-step deprogramming course from the beginning to the end, or you take someone through it, I think a lot of times the the reaction is, wow, that's where all this shit came from.
1: That's crazy shit. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, true. Like, it's like, true. It's <laughs> it's almost unbelievable. It
0: is like, how did everybody buy into this? Like if if they really and and the information that's in there is available. Like, like Mark read it in all the books about Bill Wilson about AA comes of age and
1: you don't have to go very far to find it.
0: No, it's, it's, it's AA approved literature for crying out loud. Like, so, so the truth of the matter is AA for all it, for all the badness was pretty open about the, the very strange beginnings of the, of their cult. And when you see the 12 step D programming course and you go through it and you're like, Holy shit, this is real culty stuff. Like it's like it, It legitimately came from a cult, from an actual, from from a cult called the Oxford group.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, I think sometimes this can get real heavy. Yeah. And, and when you're in it Mm. and you're in, I call it recovery purgatory, right? You're in that terrible place of, I don't know what the solution is. And so I'll get to that in a minute, what the solution is. What the solution to your fears and addiction, quote, this whole mess that you're in, right? Uh, I'll explain that in a moment. But you don't know what how to how to move on with your life outside of this recovery addiction world. And you don't want to be in this weird, place where you're going to meetings and you're not with your family and you're not moving forward and you're not allowed to go to college and you're not allowed to don't project into the future you know a meeting every day meeting make meeting makers make it you know all the stuff you can't
0: fall in love with somebody
1: new you can't like you just can't live your life without checking with someone first right so you're in this in this real conundrum and when you're there it's this whirlwind of fear and the only thing that gets rid of fear in life is understanding knowledge knowledge because then you can then you can problem solve anything now if you're out in the battlefield and you're in a trench and it's world war one you're going to be pretty scared terrified and you're in a trench and you're cold and you're wet And the only solution might be ducking behind that dirt pile in front of you. And that's your problem solving. The good news is you have a lot more options in this situation than somebody like that, Mm. but it feels like that because they've taught you that that's what it feels like. Yeah. So what you have to do is we have to lower that temperature with the facts and say, Hey, did you know that literally 95 percent of what you're learning there is complete malarkey it's made up made up it's fiction i want you to look at the book of alcoholics anonymous as as a as a book of utter total fiction because when you know the facts behind what bill wilson was writing he admits he admits later years later yeah, none of that was really true i mean everything I was doing in New York when I was before I had written the book, that four years before I wrote the book was a a complete failure. None of it worked. Nobody stayed sober. But yet in the book, he says 75% had stayed sober. There were a hundred men and women. There was one woman. There was a group of guys, about 30 strong and all of them were fucked up and some died. That's a fact. That's the truth.
0: You know, what makes it more believable, especially in our culture today, is because medical establishments adopted it that's it okay and and so and now if you go to college or you go to get your KSAC, right or you know to become a certified alcoholism counselor or addiction counselor you learn it you learn it like it's somehow um enlightened enlightened actual researched it's called evidence-based I don't even like to use that terminology it, it, because yeah, because yeah. it's been hijacked by a treatment, and that that treatment is evidence based. It's bullshit. It, it, there's nothing. There's it, there's nothing evidence based about talk therapy based on the twelve step program.
1: Yeah, and and it's even worse than that. Talk therapy coupled by faith healing. Yeah. Okay. So you're mixing this religiosity, which the is
0: moral it's
1: moralistic yeah yeah and and i don't think we're saying anything that a lot of people don't already know but when you dig in again if you're in that purgatory you just need the facts but that's it you know take our deprogramming core we built it for you you don't have to go through what me and michelle did you and and let's say that you have other mythology beyond the 12 steps like um, maybe you believe that drugs have all these perceived benefits. Well then read our book. Mm-hmm. You know, we have all the bases covered folks. There's there, people don't have to wonder how to get over these problems anymore. We've done the homework for you. You can fast track it. And, and here's the beauty. Here's what's wild. When you figured all this stuff out, when you figure out what the myths are that are holding you trapped, you debunk them and then you lower the value of the drug in your life and you lower the rituals, the value of the rituals that you have wrapped around this whole habit that you have. Once that's done, you, everybody says I never knew that it was simple as making a choice. I can see it clearly now. It really is just that simple. It is when you get rid of the recovery society lies. But until you do, it's very complex because they've really muddied the water with lies.
0: And I don't want people to misunderstand what we're saying. Okay. When we're talking about leaving recovery, when we're talking about moving on and moving past it, we're not talking about, oh, you can go moderate. We're not talking about any kind of substance use whatsoever. We're talking about knowing internally knowing in your heart and your mind that you're free
1: and then if you know that then you can moderate with you impunity. you can if you want to then you can abstain with impunity then you can uh drink and drug heavily with impunity because now you can do whatever you want it's it's I, we value your autonomy yeah because we know that i'm my own individual she's her own individual I have no stake in making her or coercing her to do anything. I can't convince her. All I can do is lay out the facts. And then people say, "Huh. With those facts, what do I want for me?" Now, in my yeah. case, I abstained for 21 years and now I moderately drink for 14 successfully and with no issues. I do nothing to maintain recovery. Same story for Michelle. Years are a little different, I think 20 and 14 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um something like that. But but the point is, you know, we've we've been heavy, quote unquote, alcoholic drug addicts. Yep. Right. We did that. In, in the recovery society, we were in recovery purgatory for 10 years, 10, 12 years.
0: And I, yeah. And I, and I want to add, I, I want to add something about when, when you're leaving, when you're leaving, cause I, I was actively in AA for almost 10 years. And, but then for a period of time, I don't i'm not sure i ever identified as in recovery outwardly but i did have that internal um f- little little fear of substances a little bit i had uh, you know just this idea that i was somehow different than other people just a, a tiny bit i i had an idea that my problems that that my life problems somehow had something to do with you know, being a former addict, alcoholic type
1: person, right? You are holding on to those vestiges, I
0: was I yeah. was I really felt like and then of course, uh, you know, I, I also had these mental health diagnoses I had to, I had to kind of figure out. And so I always thought, Oh, I'm different because of those things. Um, I had to let all that go. And that was a process for me. It was a, a period of learning and um, an opening my mind to the possibility that I was normal totally and utterly normal um which is a double-edged sword because i think some of us don't want to think that we're normal right um but but in the end it's pretty comforting to know no all these things that i'm experiencing i think we talked about it in the last podcast episode maybe they're just that's maybe they're just normal
1: maybe that's just being a human being Yeah. Right. An autonomous individual with a thinking apparatus trying to figure out how to navigate life and be happy. Yeah. I I look at this thing called life is really rough sometimes. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes we have to be a little bit comfortable with being uncomfortable. I did a TikTok video on that yesterday. One of the things I want to also say is we have this QR code here (laughs) on the screen, um, which brings me to my next point because I saw it and I thought, oh, we didn't mention that. We never said it. This is a good time to talk about this. So let's say that, that maybe you're, you're not ready to leave yet. We have a master class. We have a masterclass That's an hour long and we do it once a week. That might be the perfect introduction for you because we go over a very macro view of what we do, but also we give you some lessons because people have a tendency when they listen to the podcast sometimes to say, oh, they're just saying all this stuff, right? This, and it's anecdotal stuff. Well, That's why we have the masterclass. It's free. You can, once you register for it, it's an hour long. And we go, we actually go through some of the lessons, the research, the hard science that shows loss of control is a myth. And the idea that addiction is a chronic progressive illness is a myth. And we go through those two lessons amongst some other information on both sides of those lessons. So Then you can start to see, oh, my God, these guys know what they're talking about. Yeah, it'll build credibility with us if you're new to us and you might be blown away by the language here. But once you watch the master class, you'll be amazed. You will be utterly, completely amazed at what you've believed and how how much research there really is out there. I was blown away by it many years ago when I was a budding researcher. I was like, you know what? There's other people that feel the same way I do. And they felt this way since the fifties, you know, and there's really credible research all the way behavior research, all the way from the fifties, all the way to the present day that, you know, thousands and thousands of pages, tens of thousands of pages devoted to you don't need to identify as a diseased, broken biohacked person because none of that is true.
0: No building habits is a natural part of being a human being. Um, and it, it, are we're set up that way to make things more efficient um things that we do repeatedly so i think the first the first book i read that really made me question things was Stanton Peel was the diseasing of america yeah. and and i mean you know just positing the question of if if heavy substance use is a disease um which is a chosen behavior then what the hell isn't a disease right <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, like...
1: and, and and the crazy part is you bring up that point now we are in the manifestation of yeah. pathologizing everything that is normal and uncomfortable into a disorder to, yeah. to pull people into treatments for things that are completely normal and making them feel as if they're not yeah. i mean my god if you guys saw what my life was like growing up hmm you would think, how is that guy at all normal today?
0: Right and, right. and
1: you'd say the same thing for my 11 siblings. And you know what? They're all successful. They're Yay, all good they parents. They're really loving people. And we did not grow up that way. No. And, and you know, but in today's world, uh, you know, we would be sucked into all kinds of mental health. Luckily, we were just, uh, our family was just at the cusp of all that. Yeah. Pathologizing happening um and uh and we kind of escaped a lot of it we we just missed it um I got sucked into it some of my young, no younger s-
0: siblings look at listen the, here's the other part of this which we we kind of we I think touched on in our last podcast episode is I mean there's a certain cult aspect too to now you know people that are leaving aA are now kind of getting sucked into the mental health world right with a bunch of different you know it, um and i i get it people that love us they're like they they think you know leaving 12 step world because it's not trauma informed yeah i do think that the 12 step program can can exacerbate some of that sh- shit that you're trying to deal with and get past um but i also think going to therapy where you talk endlessly about it is no different
1: yeah th- <laughs> no you're bringing up a great point so i'm watching this this now too because there is definitely a, a larger community of people leaving the overt cults, and now they're going into uh, uh, well, microdosing. Mm-hmm. Here, here's a good example. Here's a great example. Microdosing. Not that
0: we're down on any of this, right? No, does, we just want to want the but pitfalls. I'm,
1: <laughs> but I'm just going to tell you that it's an active placebo. Yep. A drug does not make you think better. It doesn't make you change your mind and motivations. Okay. So people or, or a drug doesn't have a mind. So it can't give you insight. The insight is your insight. Right. So my point is I'm, I'm picking on that, but, but that I see people and then they,
0: Oh, this is the answer. Yeah. This Uh, is, was the answer. Like, are you, you might be one of those people. Like we, we kind of were like that too. Like, Oh, this is the answer. Oh no, that that sucks. Now 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 I'm going to this thing.
1: Yeah. Then I'm going to go to trauma therapy, right? Because it was my traumas and trauma can't make you, we cover that. We cover that statistically. It can't. And, and, and doesn't, it doesn't create addicts. It doesn't create addicts. It doesn't. So whether you deal with your traumas or not, is a life uh sort of enhancement situation right yeah. you, you'll probably be happier if you deal with your traumas once and for all and let, stop looking backwards and move forward and there may be a process with that i had massive trauma in my life mm-hmm. that i had to work through i didn't do it with a therapist i just kind of figured it out and i said "Well, i'm gonna move forward and and you know sometimes i would i'd be triggered a little bit and i'd say wait a minute that's old scripts i gotta re- react differently retrain my mind and move forward so i'm making it sound simple i had a, i had a rough go but but i figured it out and human beings do so but if you get caught in a modality this is my point endlessly spinning. Yeah, yes if you're if you're looking for a solution in a modality instead of yourself the modality is a tool and and a lot of times they're freaking ineffective because you get caught in the other person that's involved in that industry in the treatment industry of mental health it's it's they have a vested interest in you being sick well and so you gotta be careful of that
0: you're looking for something outside yourself to fix you that's the problem okay you're looking for some magic thing that can change your mind for you new information you can take in new information and change your mind
1: but the changing your mind part is on you yeah and ultimately ultimately you are the judge and jury of your decisions only you there is only you in you drugs don't have a mind Uh, therapy isn't a, a a thing that is going to come into your mind and change it for you now that's not to say I am not down on talking to a therapist. I'm not, not talking, I'm not down to talking to a friend. I have cried a river of tears in my journey of, of becoming a well-adjusted adult. Um, all of this is, but ultimately I had to decide to be happy. Mm. I had to decide to let go of relationships that were painful and were not bringing me the happiness i had to ask myself the hard questions of is this thought and behavior good for me yeah is it serving me is it and 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 when i started to really sit down and get real with myself i'm the only one that can do that and you are the only person that can do it for yourself so If you find yourself leaning on modalities, getting caught in cults, and you're one of those people that wants a system to change you. I'm a systems person. I like that. I'm attracted to it, but I've learned, Mm. I've learned, no, I'm the system.
0: And it's, yeah,
1: Um, my mind is my system and I get to choose to be happy or not. I choose and I don't go to my hometown. I don't. A lot of bad things happen there. I don't go there anymore. And I haven't for 30 years. And that was the best move I ever made. And people say a geographic cure can't. Well, it cured it for me. It <laughs> gave me a chance to figure out who I want to be, you know. Yeah. And I left probably five, probably in my lifetime, 25 different relationships, not just with women, but friends and family that that just weren't healthy for me. Yeah. And I I gained a few that were phenomenal for me. So I, I just want people to know that you are free and but to get there requires new information but if you're in the cult in that acute place of recovery purgatory get out we have the tools that'll help you get out you don't we're here for you if you need some coaching we don't do therapy we coach we give you the information we talk to you and we help you with our experience And
0: we and we listen and we're non-judgmental right. it's very difficult even in the in the mental especially even in the mental health world to find someone that's non-judgmental that's non prescriptive that isn't going to tell you oh i think this is best for you mm-hmm. um everybody yeah. thinks they know what's best for you always <laughs> you know and and so so i think that that's, that I mean, that was the challenge when i was training coaches and even now when we're training coaches that's the challenge
1: that's the biggest challenge
0: mm-hmm, to find somebody that isn't going to assume they know what's best for the other person um but look at if you when you're in the process of extricating yourself from a cult or you're in the process of moving past recovery fully. Um, you know, the the online program can help, the 12-step deprogramming can help. Be kind to yourself, be patient, um, and mindful. Stay mindful about your self-talk and about your beliefs um and challenge them.
1: Yeah. And you're and know that you're gonna be okay. Yeah. Uh, You know, no matter what happens, you're gonna be okay. You really are. You're you're you were born to problem solve. And like I said, I cried a river of tears. I mm-hmm, tell people, people you know, I'm on the other side for so far now that it's, you know, you're looking at a person who really figured it out and moved on. Yeah. And I'm on that side of the fence, but I can remember, I can remember oh, what it was too. like. And it was not easy at first. Um, I was really frightened, but, yeah. but we have tools. That's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's why we spent 34 years talking about this every single day to people across the world you don't have to go it alone we have coaching you you can be taught directly by michelle and i you can fly up and spend two days in a workshop with us yeah Uh, everything we do is one-on-one
0: and private
1: and you will never have a record of being treated if you work with us because we're education only that's right that's right
0: so i think we're going to wrap this up um and just uh what do we have anything Uh, else we have to i i don't think oh
1: uh, so go to the master class
0: yeah just come to the master class if you're new spend an hour with us yeah If if you can't make it to the live event it's fine enroll in whatever day you want to um we should be posting february dates here within the next week or so um but we have dates right through the end of january that are up there now it's every single week and it's totally free um and if you can't come you can enroll in whatever day you want and you can watch it later we record every single
1: one yeah we record but if you're at the live event you can ask us questions yeah
0: live. you can you can ask us questions and directly. your
1: identity is hidden so don't worry
0: that's right all right everybody all right have a great week
1: have a great week
0: Are you struggling with a drug or alcohol problem, but you don't want to go to rehab or group meetings? That's why we created the non-12-step Freedom Model Coaching Program in 2011. Through video conferencing on Zoom or Skype, you can work privately with a certified Freedom Model Coach from your home or office on your schedule. And here's the best part. With the freedom model, you'll never be labeled an addict or an alcoholic, and we won't tell you to go to 12-step meetings or hamper your life with endless recovery rituals. Instead, you can learn exactly why addiction isn't a disease and how you can solve the problem for good and move on with your life. Do you want to be completely free from your addiction? Do you want to never have to attend meetings, rehabs, or addiction counseling ever again? And do you want to solve your problem from the comfort of home? Then call us at 888-424-2626 to talk with a Freedom Model Coach today and experience the Freedom Model difference.